that. It's the but, way that he said it too, because he was like Avengers, and then it was just symbol, and I was like, all right, like, I don't well, because it's a hokey line, yeah, and it's like, and if you were to say it like Assemble, <laughs> it would have been like Anchorman. <laughs> <laughs> Today on the Geek Out Podcast, a pop-up bar made of Lego is coming to Vancouver. We're still kind of reeling from Avengers Endgame. And Game of Thrones. So we're going to talk about that. Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a geek. The Zones Geek Out, the podcast. Yay, it's the Geek Out Podcast, for episode 31. It's May the 2nd as we record this, Thursday, May the 2nd, which means that in two days on Saturday, it will be Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. Oh, nice. I forgot about that. I used to get a lot of annoying looks when I did that, like year after year after year after year, and I would say it, and I'd be really amused with myself. But now, it's <laughs> thankfully, it's in the... It's in the Culture. It's in it's the one day a week you're allowed, or one day a year you're allowed to say it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. One day. One day a year I'm allowed to be nerdy. No, yeah. wait. That's every day. Yeah. But then the next to... day it's now the, it's the revenge of the fifth. Oh, Ooh. that's right too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. See, I tried to make a meme go viral once of like Mike Tyson uh, saying, <laughs> "Stop it with the May the Fourth fit, guys." <laughs> <laughs> And how did that meme go no, for you, Brian? Do, well, I got a couple likes on my Facebook page. Yeah. That's something. It's also The Rock's birthday today. Just want to say happy birthday oh. to the great one. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> Shout out to Dwayne The Dwayne Johnson. Thanks for That's listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, buddy. <laughs> I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 720 with Dylan and Jason in the Morning Zone. My name is DJ Boy Tano. You can hear me every weekday afternoon in the after... Uh, in the I said afternoon. In the <laughs> afternoon zone at 5 o'clock doing the mixtape. My name's Art Aronson. I'm a reporter, and I'm also very tired from doing homework for this podcast. I was at Endgame last night. Nice. For the second viewing. Yeah. I'm Kirsten James. You can find me on the Weekend Zone. And the in the Geek Department with me. Oh, in the Geek Department. Yeah, but so that's not like a thing. Nobody comes looking for you there. Yeah, please come Fair into enough. the office. No, don't, 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 don't do that. And we're missing Paul. Bud's Where's a black Paul? Belt, so don't do that. What'd you say? I said, you're a black belt. Don't, don't try to break into the office. Where, where's Paul this week? We're missing our loudest guy. <sighs> Whatever are we going to do? Maybe talk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, surprise. I, you might not have known. There's actually four other people in this room. I loved your line at the end of the live podcast when you're plugging your own, when you're plugging between the stammers, and you're like, I actually get to talk on that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can actually Funny get joke. a word in now. Not a lot, because Caleb talks a lot, but... Uh, uh, yeah, more than when Paul is here. Paul is on vacation. I guess he's in uh, is in the great state of Seattle. Is that right? Yeah, I saw some good pictures last night. He was at a ball game there with his buddies, and nice. I was pretty jealous. Yeah. So this week on Buds Weekly Geek Out, I did another one of my the weekend geek things where there's too many stories, so I don't choose one. I choose three, and I talk a little bit about them. Uh, we got dates for the Brick Bars in Vancouver. They've done this in New York and Australia and. Denver and Toronto and various places. Uh, it's coming to Vancouver July 19th and 20th. You'll find a link to get tickets if you want to go at thezone.fm slash geekout. It's only it's between $15 and $25 uh, depending on when you want to go. You buy in 90-minute slots. And what this is is a pop-up bar made with over a million Lego bricks. 
Uh, mostly Whoa. designed. Yeah. I did not know that's what it was. Absolutely. Mostly Ooh. designed for grown-ups. Uh, kids are only allowed on the first time slot between 4.30 and 6. And yeah, so they've got uh, Lego ping pong tables. They've got Lego that you can build. They've got Lego-shaped drink uh, things. It looks pretty fun. It looks like an interesting time and something that I would consider going to uh, if I was in the neighborhood. I don't know if I'd actually travel to Vancouver just for that. That's so cool, though. So someone makes an entire bar. Yeah, and they transport like, it city to city. Oh, okay, so it's like they're not like making it for like a week no, and then they no, just no. And then they come drinking yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Great idea. Drunk people in sharp blocks of plastic. I don't think so. I also talked about the Samsung Cero, which is a television, a 43-inch television that rotates into portrait mode uh, so you can NFC pair your phone and watch awful vertical shot videos uh, on a big Can we stop TV. accommodating people that shoot yes. vertical videos? Thank stop you very it. much. And honestly... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Ver- what's there's something wrong with vertical video? Everything. <laughs> Everything. Have you ever gone into a theater art and the and the and the and the, the screen is shaped like a like a like Do a skyscraper? You want to see a portrait mode movie? No, oh, you don't. Oh, is that when you like watch videos and there's like it's black on the side it's yes. not a full screen. Yeah. Yes. yeah, because somebody because people are too lazy to take their phone, you know, from the telephone orientation of portrait taller than it is uh, wide and turning it 90 degrees to shoot proper photos and video oh. in landscape mm-hmm. or wider than it is high. So and we've already accommodated this in like Instagram stories yep. and Snapchat and uh, Facebook stories now as well where everything is a vertical video. Yeah, and it fits in your screen when it's in that telephone candy bar. Oh, but some formats don't do that. But they shouldn't. You shouldn't they be shouldn't. filming they vertically. Really, yeah, they really shouldn't. No, it's just laziness. It's a step it's backwards. Just, so I've been doing this wrong this whole time whenever like, I take yeah. video. Yes, yes. please please reform yourself. Yes. Always film this way, please. Yeah. Because Sorry, you, get more, you get more of the, the picture in it too, right? There's no reason for you to be filming vertically. None. Absolutely none. There was a great app that I that I geeked <laughs> out about years and years ago that would not let you shoot. If you tried Good to shoot vertical, it's like, nope, turn your phone and then I'll start recording the video. The app should also send a shock to your hand. <laughs> It's, it's just button. confusing, though, because, you know, it looks like it's full screen when it's... All right. Sorry. <laughs> but, like, just think about it this way. If you're recording a vertical video, and sure, it's great for Instagram, great for whatever, but say you get, like, a really cool shot. Say you fucking see... Uh, Chris Evans, and you're like, whoa, there's Chris Evans, and you're shooting you it like Captain America. Yes, yeah, yeah, so if you see Captain America, <laughs> oh IRL, and then you're shooting it like this, and then you want to go show all your friends on like a big screen and be like, here's this moment that I met Captain America. Yeah, because if he's and really you, small, and you, and you, you go to, to yeah. play it on like this computer screen, and then it's just like this vertical thing. <laughs> Pretty, yeah, all right. Pretty sure I'd be too like starstruck to even get video. Even better that you should be filming it horizontal because yeah. if you're like this and there's like more room for movement. Where PSA, this? turn your phone, be a proper human being. The last thing I want to talk about Sorry. is uh, the Motorola Razor flip phone. Does anybody remember the, the Motorola Razor V3 from yeah. 2004? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember my friend got one in hot pink and she thought she was the coolest person ever. Right? <laughs> yeah. Slick, thin metal and the keys that you could like cut somebody with or metal and um, the the commercials were like you throw the razor right oh yeah, like yeah sure yeah oh yeah their, their marketing was great the yeah. interface was horrible but the phone was so cool there have been re- leaked renders and i think it's actually been confirmed now that motorola is releasing a smart flip phone in the razor design so you will unfold the phone vertically so it's tall um and it will be a bendable uh smartphone screen so interesting different 
Don't know if I get it, but kind of neat because I just I remember those. I'd never had one of those ones. I wasn't that cool. But other people's, it was just like, fuck, you close. Oh, it was okay. So good. So good. That's it. That's it for the geek out. Let's talk about other things. Why don't we get we do this because we have pretty much one thing outside of uh, revisiting Endgame and talking about the last Game of Thrones episode. Uh, do we want to talk about uh, Sonic the Hedgehog? Yes, Let's, we need yes. to talk just about get this shit Sonic out of the way. The we do. We do need we to get do. it out of the way. I'm with you guys. Holy lightning! Um, the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer came out, and we see. I don't know what we see. We see. We see a fuggler. Have you ever seen those dolls, fugglers? <laughs> no. And I, I, I go to Toys R Us, and I'm some somewhat as a father. I'm like, that's almost offensive because isn't that. An offshoot of fugly, hey, like Google, fucking ugly. Fuggler. Oh, are, are they are, are they like ugly dolls? They're making yeah, they're the ugly, ugly doll movie. Ah, uh, yeah, these so, are terrifying and not too far off from Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, in this movie rendering. Fuggler right. stands <laughs> for like fun ugly. Oh, I thought it was like fun fu- ugly. Is that ugly. What well, for? when I <laughs> first went to Toys R Us, I was like, wow, they're marketing this to kids, <laughs> hey? So, but that's what Sonic looks like because he's got like oh my god, kind of it's real so size human teeth. It's so I, it's separated. so awful. Even like not even talking about Sonic's face. That first shot where he's like on the road and he's fucking stretching those yeah. nasty ass legs. I'm like, <laughs> and it, he almost has like a butt. Like it's so bad and it's so awful. And Gangsters Paradise. I know. What Bizarre. is Bizarre. happening in this trailer? I, so looking at this, what, so what we're talking about? If you haven't seen, it, I'm going to put the link to the trailer in the show notes. Obviously, what we're seeing in this trailer is a way too uncanny valley human face and body modeled video game character. Which, if you understand anything to do with the world. Do not go together. They are supposed to be disparate concepts. You have a very cartoonishly drawn video game character, and then you have something in human proportions. But no. In this movie, we have a very humanly proportioned face and body of a blue furry it hedgehog. Looks so bad. And the, I was ranting to Bud about this earlier, but I just don't understand how there is an art department involved in this movie that looked at Sonic and was like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move forward with that. It, 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 it's so bad. And the other things I read is like, I don't know if this is true or not, but I read that, um, of course, they, they mo-capped Sonic. And I read that they didn't want to spend money on um, cartoonists. So they wanted to just mo-cap it and then like paint over that skeleton. And that's why Sonic's face Look so, and the teeth are awful. This is mm-hmm. uncanny valley to a freaking T. And yeah, that's exactly it. It looks like they mocapped a human being and were too lazy to, I don't know, uh, like exaggerate the handles of the mouths or anything, or even expand the eyes. And it's just the, a, a human face capture put into a blue so onesie. It is awful. But you know, they mocapped Smog, like Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch. Yeah, yeah, can be done. A fucking dragon, and it didn't look like a dragon with a person face. Yeah, it can be done, but they have not done it. So the internet has done it for them. Um, There are a number of examples out here where people, bless them, have gone and re-rendered, redrawn, or re-photoshopped Sonic in a much more cartoony proper feel. Like, I watched this trailer and I'm like, Okay, this is kind of a cool concept. Oh, that's neat to see this guy. Oh, that's neat. Oh, this, oh that's, this is going to be kind of funny. And I didn't even really notice until the second viewing how wrong the actual hedgehog was. And, and in looking at all these new 
um, reimaginings of the character. Oh, obviously, this is the wrongest thing in the world how like, they've done it they in the movie. Fi- the internet fixed it in like half an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you yeah. know what, Paramount, you got six months. Exactly. To fix this. Yeah. And make it right. What, what did you think, Brian, when you saw that like re-rendered version? Well, yeah, and it's it reminded me of when they re. This might have been the same person or somebody from the internet re-rendered the Ninja Turtles, the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. and they made them look a little bit more like how we remember them. A little um, bit, and that took a lot of work because those things were fuggly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are fugglers. Well, there's other fug like turtle fugglers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is it. Just breeds laziness and outside of that too in terms of like yeah cool Jim Carrey's in this but outside of that in terms of like the plot of the movie they get um, James Marsden they yeah. get now that he's not doing Cyclops he's just doing movies where he's right next to a computer animated animal <laughs> right. it's like they basically just took the entire movie hop and they erase the bunny, <laughs> and then they put Sonic the Hedgehog oh my in God. it. It's just a blue bunny, just it's, a different bunny. All they needed to do, like in the in this picture, is just make his eyes a little bit bigger and fix that fucking mouth. Yeah. Like, oh, all, this was like, a great comparison. Yeah, talking about how the human these separated teeth are. Oh. When you want something more like uh, the cartoony, you know, it's like one strip subdivided a bit. It's cartoon. It's the quickness of drawing. Don't get into these realistic freaking 3D turtle teeth with me. It's awful. So here's a fun fact that I learned is that the Sonic the Hedgehog budget for this movie was $90 million. Wow. That is the exact same budget as Into the Spider-Verse. <gasps> Where did that money go? Oh, man. <laughs> the same budget as Into the Spider-Verse and we get fucking nightmare fuel. Right. Into reshoots on Vancouver Island. That's where all the money went. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you can't get Sonic wrong because this is like... Right? It's from the video game. You just can't get Sonic no, wrong. No, especially in his first title movie. They could have just taken the Sonic from the video game That's what and I, put it in the movie. I was just yeah, about to exactly. say that. Like, yeah. I'd rather they Looney Tune it up. Like, Absolutely. Seriously, this is so bad. And this, the whole, when you watch this trailer, uh, I, I said it to uh, another friend. I was like, this could be either really, really good or really, 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 really bad. And I definitely think it's the latter. Yeah. Uh, and what, Jim Carrey is Jim Carrey. Like, he's playing Jim Carrey in this movie. He does movie. look really cool as Dr. Robotnik, though. Yeah. Like, that yeah. last, like, scene that comes in yeah. and you see him, like, full. Like, obviously, he's gone mental. Um, I, I think he looks really good. That's his but doctor. But, yes, he is just playing. His doctor he's just Eggman playing himself. Form. He's yeah. playing himself. I, I I do not have high hopes for this you know, movie. Which, to a certain a extent, bit. you expect Jim Carrey to play Jim Carrey-like characters. But coming in off the top with the mustache and everything, he's very, you know, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was some good classic Jim Carrey mm-hmm. delivery. This yeah. is also, this movie has been a victim of reshoots and rewrites like the Solo movie because originally... It was supposed to be a comedy, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. And they've reshot it and rewrote it. So now it is an action adventure. Just commit oh. one way or the other. Yes. Please. Yes. Oh. That's yeah. what so many movies get wrong. Uh, it's really hard to strike that great balance of action and humor. Oh, man, I'm worried. I, I'm just like, it's just so awful. If, I can't even look at it. If you were to take this movie, though, and release it how it is right now, and release it like, say, 20. 20- uh, or even a little bit more years ago, mm-hmm. um, the studio would have gotten away with it, right? Because we're in the internet age right now where it's, um, you, you know, I think the the old way of thinking as a studio executive is 
just put the name Sonic the Hedgehog on it, and it's going to sell tickets. Right, it doesn't matter what the content right? is. It doesn't matter what the content is, right? But now we're in the age of the internet and instant reactions and like an instant Photoshop jobs yeah. that will obviously show how poor a job they've done on this. Um, that, yeah, there's no way they're going to be able to get, you know, they're going to lose a lot of money on this. Yeah, in a world where we can create anything, this is what you created. Yeah, it's unless, hopefully, they fix it, which I'm not, you know, holding out hope for. But, uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot of wishes to see the movie watching this thing. I mean, I'll watch for the scenes on Vancouver Island. I, yeah, I think that's what all the I local just do the that in the trailer. Yeah, you're just doing the trailer. Yeah, oh, call. great. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, are we sonic out? Yeah, it's enough of that. Let's Gross. talk Endgame. Okay. Hello, everyone. This is a spoiler alert. Thank you. So this is sort of revisiting Endgame, because that, that, uh, I, I love that, actually, what we got to do, kind of like what our Captain Marvel was, uh, is we got our instant reaction on Endgame. In Bud's case, we got an instant, instant reaction. <laughs> we were so instant that Bud said a swear word. I didn't mean to do yeah. that. I'm sorry. That uh, was, <laughs> was great. That. So, so good. Was yeah, fun. no, I, I love that. I think um, I think that was great, but because of our excitement, there was some talking points and some discussion points that we probably missed, and mm-hmm. looking back, it was like, yeah, we, there's a lot of things that we could have about. I had so many of my friends, Brian, asked me, like I would know, who who's the kid at the back of Tony Stark's funeral? And I was like, who's the kid from Iron Man three? But then I gave you full credit, oh, Brian. Nice. But we didn't so, talk about that. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's funny because um, Darren was sitting like a few rows back from us, and then he yelled at me, and I didn't realize he actually texted me, but he, he yelled at me when we were during the credits, Brian. I texted you a question. <laughs> so, and sure enough, as, as I got to my car, I saw an, a message from Darren. Like, who was that kid at, at the at the funeral? Yeah, that was actually uh, Ty Simpkins, mm-hmm. the guy that played Harley uh, Harvey Keener. Harley, Harley, Harvey, Harley. H Keener. H Keener. <laughs> he played. Har- yeah, he played Harley Keener in Iron Man Three, and um, that was one of the questions. So the Russos did. Um, they were doing a press tour, and they actually did one post-Endgame. Um, I think it was like in China or something, and that was one of the questions they asked. And it was also asked, why did they include, you know, Harley Keener in that? Mm-hmm. Um, and they were just saying that, you know, he was a part of the Iron Man story. Yep. Everybody that was a part of the Iron Man story deserved to have a spot in that funeral. So they actually Oh, shit. Spoilers, by the way. I guess we need a spoiler oh, yeah. at the beginning of that. Mm, yeah. I'll yeah. have, yeah. I'll have done that already. Wait, um, Iron Man, what? <laughs> but it, it's funny because during that scene, like, you see everybody. And then I did. I saw that kid. And in my mind, I was like, who's that kid? And then, like, I reconciled it in, like, 30 seconds in my brain. I was like, oh, he's, he's probably just, like, his cousin or something. Like, he yeah. has other family, right? Like, But no, Spider-Man, of course, punk-ass cousin Brian knew who he was. But I, I also felt very knowledgeable what? being able to tell my friends. It was funny because I kind of... I kind of figured, and then I even said to Art when we were watching the credits, can you check for Harley Keener mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on the cast uh, just to see if he, he shows up? And sure enough, he did. Um, other Easter eggs now that we're on that topic uh, that we missed or we didn't talk about. Uh, the first one was Edwin Jarvis. So, right. I, I And I'm kind of mad at myself because I was like, oh, we're going to be doing the pod tomorrow. I want to be the first person on the internet to say this. Mm-hmm. But uh, Edwin Jarvis, uh, he's played by James Darcy in this. And you see him after Tony uh, has that conversation with Howard in the 70s. And he's basically the human butler 
um, that was Jarvis, basically t- uh, Tony and Howard's, uh, you know, human butler. I, I the AI was created. I squeed in, in inside when when he called him Jarvis. I and thought that outside. was the coolest. Shush. <laughs> Maybe I squeed you. a bit outside. <laughs> Shush. Did you see Agent Carter on ABC? Like recently? No, the like TV well, just show. when it when it was. I, I watched the first season or two. Yeah. So this is the significant thing: is that this is the very first time. Um, an MCU movie has uh, actually had a nod to the TV show because he's the very first character that didn't originate from the movie that originated from the television show oh. that crossed over into the movies. They haven't even done this with Agents of Shield, no. I guess Except not. you know, with the exception of obviously Coulson, but he Coulson was created in the movie. Yep. Um, so that was a very significant thing. I have some questions for you, and I guess we'll talk about this when we talk about um, Steve Rogers, but I have some questions about Agent Carter. Sure. But we'll wait okay. until later. And I love the line where he's like, do we know, have we seen that guy before? And he's like, you meet a lot of people, sir. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got funny beard, though. Yeah, it's great. I great. really like. I really liked um, James Darcy's portrayal of Jarvis in Agent Carter. If you haven't seen Agent Carter yet, it's a really good show. It really is. Um, the first season I thought was really spectacular. Very good. Like, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I did. Uh, another cameo that I think we all missed, and I even missed it, and I didn't. I only saw it on the internet. Was Howard the Duck? Yes. Was Howard that a real? Okay, did you, that when you went back, though, did In you the see Avengers him? I didn't, even, I didn't. I didn't. Did you see him though? Because no. I thought that maybe it was photoshopped in there. And I, I thought it was just like the internet. something Howard shaped. I didn't, you know. I yeah, didn't I didn't see it. See it I, I didn't see the fact that he was in it until after my second viewing, so mm-hmm. I didn't look okay. for him. But I will. I will afterwards. But apparently, he is in the scene where you know all the people are coming back and the wasp comes back and you see her looking around for Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, he's be, uh, he's behind her uh, in where a bunch of, I guess, the Guardians of the Galaxy characters yep. are. Which makes sense because like that, he was in the collector's like yeah. Yeah. collection of stuff. So. Yeah. Um, and then the other Easter eggs that I noted here that we didn't talk about was um, one of a like a small one, but it's a nod to kind of the MCU was Hawkeye teaching his daughter archery in the beginning, and uh, the line that he says is, "You see where you're going. Now let's figure out how you're going to get there," which is a nod to um, the MCU and how they had a singular goal in terms of this narrative, and uh, oh. they knew where they were going to be Jeez. from like so meta know, like within eight years. Yeah, it's it's very meta, and it's it was just all about the journey to get mm. to the Thanos conflict. Yeah. I have one other Easter egg that my friend pointed out. Uh, So in the comics, Rhodey and Captain Marvel are a thing. And they, a, do you mean your friend Brian sitting right you here? You said that? <laughs> <laughs> I said that in last week's pod. I've had way too many conversations about Avengers with people. <laughs> that was All one right, of the ones in last week's pod. No, yeah, well, what you were saying Well, is you should say it again because it's so good. They basically exchange a look when they were talking. Uh, they were doing like their security council meeting. Right. And I looked for that the second viewing, which yeah. I did last night. So uh, she basically looks at him and just says, be careful or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. She good, said, yeah, good luck. she says good luck. And yeah. she kind of exchanged a look with him yeah. and in the comics they are together who by the way uh, don Cheadle's war machine has so many great lines in this movie like it definitely was, it was really good when i went yeah. back i'm like wow they really gave him something in it's this great movie. because i felt like he kind of took a bit of a backseat after the iron man movies and then they tried to sort of introduce him a little bit more as an avenger in age of ultron yeah, I need to go back seat. Yeah, and I really questioned his existence in these movies. I was mm. like, why is why is he here? And uh, but 
in in this movie he was he was really good uh and then another one i love you 3000 the mm-hmm. line i love you 3000 apparently and i hadn't actually pulled out a calculator i just saw this graphic and i believe it might even be off by one um if so 2999 well if you add up all the minutes in the, f- the oh, first three on. MCU phases, it's 3,000 minutes. Oh, come on. Get out of I here. I love that. But, I hope uh, that's this, is right. some, this is some Wizard of Oz, Pink Floyd, Dark even, Side of the Moon I don't even care if crap. that's not true. Oh, I love it. The, it's the, the share graphic that I saw, I, the only thing that, the reason why I think it's off by one is that the share graphic that I saw uh, had Endgame at 181 minutes when it's actually 182. Ooh. Oh. But they could have been rounding down. Maybe it was 181 points. Five, whatever. Anyway, anyway. Uh, I but love I that. thought that's, I love that's that. amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. If so that's true. If they had just done that, obviously it's just feeding a girl a line, right? Yep. It's not a coincidence at all. They, they, yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. That is super cool, especially after seeing like all the fans um, tweeting that the like you know thank you Avengers. Yeah. Um, everyone tweeting, I love you three thousand. That's the not. That's been the line. Yeah. Which has even more meaning now that if yes that came from those 3,000 minutes oh, like oh my god yeah. tears are gonna cry <laughs> so many good lines in this movie are there Incredible. any other easter eggs that we haven't covered that you might have well more noticed? like a callback I don't know if it's if yeah. these are easter eggs or callbacks but I mean Morgan uh, at the end of the, with the happy is sitting happy Hogan is sitting with uh, Morgan Tony and, and Pepper's kid cheeseburger and she asks yeah uh, uh, happy asks if there's anything she wants and she says cheeseburgers which was the first thing that Tony Stark asked for when he got back to I America I, I want think American the cheeseburgers can make me cry Aww. but man yeah I watched a podcast uh, last week and everybody they were you they watched all it? I'd love to see yeah, I watched on podcast. YouTube yeah you watch yeah, it you can, okay, I know. yeah you do, <laughs> yeah. do now. I, I get confused by that but anyway <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I watched it. Whatever. Yeah, I watched the show. I guess it's also podcast form. But they were all eating cheeseburgers, and they were like, "This is for Iron Man. This is for Iron Man." That's a really nice touch. I want a cheeseburger. Any other callbacks that we might have missed? Those are the ones that I wrote down. Well, I kind of, I kind of giggled when um, the all the portals open up and everybody is coming back, and the first thing you hear, I guess, over some sort of some sort of comm system from Falcon to on uh, your left is on your left. Yeah, which was a callback from the beginning of Winter Soldier when Cap (laughs) keeps passing. It is a great callback. I love it. But it's funny because, like, uh, one of the podcasts that I listen to post-Avengers, um, they were talking about it, and it was like, on your left is something that was said, like, maybe twice or a couple of times in uh, Winter Soldier. So I, I wonder if, like, however many years later the endgame is after that whole part of the Winter Soldier that on your left is going to be, like, a, some, something that Captain would remember. And if it, if, if, if it was Sam on the radio going, Cap, on your left, <laughs> Captain America going, who who is this? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> but it's, I, like it's the Russo brothers, funny. and that was their movie. It was their so movie. It's yeah, a callback to their movie. I which also is like. So good. Sorry, I also like what Brian pointed out, though. Well, two things. First of all, Paul pointed out that what the fuck. Doctor Strange can just make his little circle and make people appear, but why didn't he do that when they were on uh, out in space? Like yeah. just to bring them back. They're like, oh, we're stuck here forever. But oh no, Doctor Strange can actually bring you from wherever. Yeah, no kidding. No problem. No kidding. But Brian also pointed out. Um, all the Wakandans did not get a break because everybody that got They got a five-hour break. Oh, what are you yeah, talking about? No kidding. In Wakanda had just had this big battle 
And then when they got unsnapped, they like it was like a five minute or a five hour break, Felt like and five like, hours right into another should. battle. Yeah, that was, <laughs> like, no, that was a Paul thing. Oh, it was like, can I get some orange slices at least <laughs> <laughs> for a water? Yeah, before we. Uh, so the one thing that I want to point out that has now been confirmed thanks to your second viewings was the mistake. Oh mm. yes, yeah, let's talk about this, Kirsten. So let's go to that. So let's go to some continuity errors. Now you noticed uh, one of the big ones here. Yeah. So. So um, when they have the Infinity Gauntlet and they're playing football with it for whatever reason, <laughs> and they give it to Hawkeye, which like that whole time, I'm like, why the fuck do you give it to the one guy that doesn't have any powers? Uh, and then Hawkeye, the moment that he gives it to Black Panther, in the background, you can see giant Ant-Man fighting with the, what's that thing the called again? The whale or whatever. The, yeah. the big whale thing, but... Oh, the Chitari, the Chitari thing. floating, terrifying thing. But yeah. that happens after Ant-Man and the Wasp go in the van to try to fix the the portal thing. So he should so not he should be not be the battlefield. He should be in the van. Yeah. And it was just so weird because I saw it on our first viewing, and I'm like, this is a huge mistake. Like, it's not like a a little thing in the corner. It is a giant fucking Ant-Man in the back battling the Chitari thing when in the last scene he was in a van. Like, yeah, how well did they get missed? Well done. It Pick was up. an editing thing, and not like... Uh it, it must have been, like it's one must be really I know, tough to keep track I mean of all I this saw shit. it like I don't know I'll let it go but I was just like come on I, I watched the movie again last night and uh, I wasn't looking for it so I didn't see it <laughs> I see I, I was specifically <laughs> looking for it on my second viewing and mm-hmm. I, I did see it I was like oh yeah Alan, there's no way to explain it out of it because they were yeah. In the van. I was really sad because, like, the, the nerd in me, I went to IMDb. They have this goofs and whatever section mm-hmm. on IMDb, and I was going to put it in there to be the person that put it in there, and it wasn't in there, Ooh. but I couldn't I couldn't put it in on my phone. I had to be on a laptop, Aww. and I was like, I'll do it in the morning, and then, of course, in the morning, someone else has written it. Oh, man. Oh, I thought you were just like, I couldn't bring myself to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we know that you would were be a cool Brian first. thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I can't do it. Can't do it. it. I'll just let that just secret let die fly. with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there any other continuity errors that you might have noticed? Not well, we are a based on of the, different things. But based on the time travel, yeah. I guess, yeah, and I, I've got I've got a couple of notes on that in here. We are um, talking about a movie that has time travel in it. Can so. I? Did you guys all read that that Mashable article I sent you? Because we we went and saw the movie. And then even after the movie, I was like, I still do not understand how time travel worked in that movie. I, I found that article kind of helpful, and that and it really really helped me. Mm-hmm. I think. If the creators of this movie, Russo's, the Russo's and Feige, if they don't like talk about it at all, it's just going to be a mystery. They've and talked I, about I it already. Have they already talked yeah, about yeah, it? Yeah, and I was going to bring that up here. Okay. So I, I just like to go back for anybody else that was confused about the time travel. Um, the way that it finally made sense to me. Um, was that, of course, they talk about the butterfly effect. So that's why you can't go back and kill baby Thanos, because if you mm-hmm. kill baby Thanos, it splits into an alternate timeline and you're yeah. fucked. Which, what- which was explained <laughs> by the Ancient One mm-hmm. with the whole waves of time. So what the Hulk says, his line, if you travel to the past, the, that past becomes your future and your former present becomes past, which can't be changed by your new future, which I was like, I don't, what... You could say that line like 5,000 times, mm-hmm. and I will never understand it. So here, I, I here it, is what Mashable said, I like time and I, it, they put it in a very lovely sentence, and I was like, oh, finally this makes sense. When characters travel to the past in Endgame and remove the Infinity Stones from various timelines, those timelines then create branching alternative timelines rather than changing the original future. 
So when those same characters return to what they would consider their present, they arrive at their own timeline, not the one they just created. So if you, Art, go back into the past and you remove an Infinity Stone, when you come back into the future, you're still in the same future. You didn't change anything for your future. Because that, mm-hmm. that has branched off into its own new timeline. Mm-hmm. But that's as long as you go back and return no, no, the no, Infinity no. Stone. No, that's why they do go back and that's return. That's why they... So they, that they can make sure they don't well, branch. And it's, oh. it's not even that. It's, it's they, they're just being considered to the other yes, realities. exactly. Because there's two different... In, in movies, there's two different um, philosophies of time travel. There's closed loop philosophy so that's back to the future mm-hmm. where if you fuck with something in the past and, you and you, this is why when um nebula past nebula dies or future nebula dies past nebula which i expected which she doesn't disappear because it's yeah. not a close it's not you're not looking at the polaroid and realizing that your mom's in love with you and you're not gonna exist. so that's and that's what they did that's that's the philosophy that they stuck to now the big part of where that becomes a problem with a lot of people was the Steve Rogers uh, I call it the Steve Rogers paradox um, whereas like Trademark, he Brian can't Hester. go yeah exactly <laughs> he technically according to that that philosophy he wouldn't be able to go back into the past live with uh, Peggy Carter and arrive back into that same timeline mm-hmm. as an old man where he gives Falcon the shield yeah. so what the Russo said basically what he would have had to do is go back in the past, live his life out with Peggy. Probably after Peggy died, he traveled back into the. Uh, but then he would need timeline. to understand quantum mechanics and make a quantum thing to do that. No, no, like, no. Yeah, who would have no, brought no, him back? No, no, he still would. He would have had all the pim particles that he wanted because. Yeah. But Hank who's pim making alive. the thing? Nobody's making. No, no, no. no. Do you mean like you the can trajectory? travel back? Like if when they were um, taking the Infinity Stones, they didn't need to make a thing. Oh yeah, they would just sort of autopiloted back. back. They home. would they would travel back in their quantum suits and, and shrink back. Oh, I see. You know what, what you're I mean? Saying. Yeah. So he, all he needed was still that quantum mm-hmm. suit, and then he could travel yeah. back into that I like, moment. I like. Is that so? Did the Russos confirm that that's what happened? Y- yes, but I, you know, my heart wanted it to be that there was two Steve. Yeah, Rogers. I yeah. think the stu- the two Steve Rogers ones make way more sense than him it doesn't, just no, like no, it doesn't make sense it's what we would have wanted because that's where I was going to ask you about yeah. in Agent Carter does she, the, like where does that take place and could it, there be two Steves no with the like, knowledge of that so um, him meeting up with with Peggy Carter and having a life with her that's basically a branch reality <sighs> now that's that, an experience that's not, for him and him I like hard. the two Steves better. I like the two Steves better, but that is the, based the, on the, the quantum loop. thing. Didn't, okay. Yeah. No, I like that better because I like the idea that, oh, he secretly was her husband the whole time. Mm-hmm. But no, in this branch reality, he's a fucking wife stealer. <laughs> and then those kids just don't get to exist because exactly. she's got kids. And that's, yep, you know what? But he saved the guy's life yeah, I guess. In, in the war. He's a wife stealer. Yeah. There you go. What do you think of Captain America now, Art? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's why we all also get that great scene at the end with him dancing well and see this is the thing too this is the thing too is that they made it open where sam was like do you want to tell me about the Mm -hmm. wedding ring and Mm -hmm. he's like no no i'm not going to tell you about that which leaves it open. What if he got yep. married to somebody else? That's what true. if he just went for a dance and Peggy's and like, okay, like, I gotta I'm go. I'm not really into you, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I was obsessed about you, but you're just, you don't live up to my expectations. But yeah, you know, my heart wanted it to be I that, wanted it like, to be, too. I thought yeah. it made sense. Um, so the other branch reality that gets fucked up here, then, is uh, 
New, the Battle of New York when they go back to that. Loki. Because Loki ends up taking the... Um, I always forget the Tesseract. Yeah, I have questions about this. So because... It's to set up Disney Plus, bud. That's what it is. Ah. No, I don't think it will. Because in this branch reality, which is so funny because that branch reality is the one uh, where the ancient one's like, you got to bring back that time stone or you're leaving us fucked here. But then there goes Loki with the space stone. So in that branch reality, you have a Loki... That is totally in control of the space stone. Damn. So I guess yeah, maybe that is where the Disney Plus. Well, the Disney Plus uh, synopsis has already been um, has already been talked about, mm-hmm. and I think they, unless they change it, which they could, it's it just basically what I think that does is that it opens up opportunities. Yep. Yeah, it, right? it opens up an opportunity for Loki to be somewhere else. Yeah, well, it, like simply in put, that branch reality. Yeah, in yeah, that branch reality. Simply put, in that branch reality, there is a 2012 Avengers. Where Loki wins. Can we just yeah. talk about Damn. how with opening all these different timelines and uh, time travel, it just gives Marvel so many opportunities to tell more stories, which mm-hmm. is fucking genius. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's what it. That's I think that's what it all was about. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think the Loki Disney Plus series is gonna be a prequel and talking about Loki living throughout the, you know, the Earth's history. Mm-hmm. See, I'm curious about that because Loki was a bad dude in the early... He's the god of mischief. Yeah. yeah. So he's yeah, not he's necessarily not bad. bad. He, just, he poked a guy's genius. eye out and put it on a pen. What? Sorry? He used, he used, he didn't That's steal right. some guy's eye? In Germany. Use it for a oh, scanner. yeah, in Germany. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't okay. a pen. Yeah. That's graphic, <laughs> bud. Jesus. I, I didn't, no, he, didn't, he didn't take it out, though. Like, he just used, like, a retinal scanner, and then somebody else was on the other side, because his eye, when it's getting scanned into that thing, is moving. Like, it's looking around. Yeah, but it looked like pretty he, gruesome. It does. Like, he goes like that, ah, but I don't okay. think he steals his eye. In order to scan the whole eye, it has to cut into the eyelids and stuff. Yeah, I don't okay, think he steals okay, his okay, eye. Okay, anyway. I think he steals um, his Just mischievous. So, yeah, I I think that's where they're going to be going with Loki. But I do think it's brilliant in that because they're introduced. Essentially, what they've introduced is the multiverse. Branch Mm -hmm. realities, multiple different universes. So they could do. And they're going to be doing a series, I I believe, on Disney Plus of what if Mm storylines voiced by some of uh, these actors. Right. Which would be pretty pretty cool they're like animated yeah. like so obviously you wouldn't really think it's in main continuity or anything like that but they're you know what if like little branch realities mm-hmm. which is kind of cool at the end of the day if there's any of these little things that kind of like don't quite add up i don't care I still like and the that's, movie. That's kind like, of the thing, too. Know? And the Russo brothers, like, just trust them that somehow in their crazy world, it works. I think there was a, a part of me that spent a couple days trying to deny the whole, like, I, I was, I kind of figured that, oh, yeah, in order for Steve to, you know, mm-hmm. to get back, he would have had to time travel back into that spot. But I wanted to think that he was like... He just went into that yeah. closed loop. No, or whatever. he's just a terrible wife stealer. So that's it, what you get. And we're <laughs> hey, so I'm hey just looking at art. relax here, okay? Let's go easy on old Steve Rogers. He's had a tough life, uh, and we're going to talk about this if uh, in this next uh, thing we're going to talk about if Tony Stark or Steve Rogers still have a place in the next mm-hmm. you know round of movies. But I had a friend call me, and he was just adamant that old man Cap 
it's going to be part of a story going forward and yeah. Chris Evans is going to be a part of it and he was just like well, this is going to happen yeah, I'm let's like let's definitely talk about that because there's that that is one of the sort of branching story after he gave up the mantle in the comics of Captain America he basically became Commander Rogers where he was Whoa. basically the guy calling the strategic shots for the Avengers and for, for S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, that definitely can happen and you know, if I were Chris Evans, is like, why wouldn't I sign another contract with Marvel and do something like this? The other thing that could happen, and there was that uh, talking about this at the Russo's press conference in China, is whether or not they would do a movie about Steve Rogers' mission to return the Infinity Stones, like kind That'd of a side cool. movie. Yeah. Oh man, I want, I want the Boromir, uh, <laughs> I want the yeah, Red Skull. You, you want it, that yeah, that reunion Rogers. with Red Skull because he's he would have had to meet up with Red Skull. It would have been really funny because. Because, like, Red Skull, when he sees everybody, he's like, Gamora, daughter of Thanos, <laughs> Natasha, daughter of Ivan, Steve, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here because of you. <laughs> I just got um, this this email that was actually written to us last week, but since we're still talking about Endgame, and we probably will for a while, yeah. um, it bodes reading. Uh, Ryan Shepard wrote us an email. It says, hey, geeks, I'm excited for the next few pods. See, he knew it was going to take us a few pods yeah. Yeah. as the end game breaks. And I know we're all feeling the same sense of awe and excitement to see how this all plays out. Who will live? Who will die? How will Brian like his steak? And will he choose baked potato or french fries as his side? <laughs> so many questions are about to be answered. and I love being a fly on the wall and geeking out with you as you all discuss them. Keep up the great work. And then you did like a little live long and prosper emoji. That, yeah, I think I commented Thanks, on that. Yeah. I was like, garlic mash. <laughs> did you, have you got your, your dinner No, because you went on fucking vacation. Oh, you oh, planned this. Sneaky devil. Ah. No, I did offer, because we went to Brown Social House yeah. afterwards, mm-hmm. and I offered. I was like, dude. That was a nice wanna, olive branch from you. Yeah, I was like, if you want to just pay for my appetizer, what I ordered, that's, I'm fine. Because I'm happy right now. I'm glowing. I witnessed from the that. Movie. Mm-hmm. I did. Yep. So. It was. So no bitching from Paul later. So what did you guys think about that moment, though? Like, we got old Cap on the bench, and he kind of just talked about it, and then Falcon is the one that comes up. And of course, it's because he's going to pass on his shield to Falcon. That's why. But that moment to me, I, f- I felt like Bucky was cheated, because Bucky oh, totally. is his best friend. It, to me, felt like the moment in Star Wars, Star Wars, where <laughs> Leia gets off the ship, and Ray gets off the ship, and they know Hannah's died, and Ray and Leia hug yes, instead as of to Leia Chewie. and yes. Chewie. Yeah, the people with more history. It, like, and so that moment, I, I felt like the Winter Soldier, Bucky could have just gone up and like patted Steve on the shoulder and just had a like a look and a nod. Yeah. And then Falcon could have like what was Falcon going first? I just I, I know, know. I, I agree with you on that so one. So Bucky nods to Falcon and goes, Go ahead, right? Yeah. That, I, and if you go back and watch that scene and I and I did last night, so I watched really closely. Sorry, Art, you just keep like throwing it like I went and saw Endgame last night again. Yeah, <laughs> well, is, I, I know. was gonna say on my second yeah, viewing, but yeah. you go ahead. Well, go that's ahead. that's what happens when you're I, single jealous. single bachelor, you got nothing to do. Go catch the nine fifteen <laughs> you know. I'm just go. jealous, I know, sorry. It's, it's really sad. <laughs> I, I it's not to do. sad. No, 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 keep going, keep going, keep going. It's not sad. It's and not yes, I'm I have a self issue now. Uh so I watched that scene and very closely, and it's clear to me, and it, ha- it happens off screen, I think, but Bucky and Cap share a moment before he goes back. 
Mm-hmm. And it's clear to me that Bucky knows okay. that he's not coming back. Yeah, okay. That's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. Oh. Like, okay. I, I had to pay attention Love to it. that scene and the whole thing of him saying, don't take or oh, don't do anything stupid. And yeah. he's like, you, you're, you're, leaving, you're taking all the stupid, stupid with you. you. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was the last time they said that was when Bucky went off to war. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, so man. he knew that. Cap was going on this long journey. Mm-hmm. I think it's he already been decided. Right. It had already been decided. They'd already talked about this whole thing. I okay, that's okay. fair. I like that. And that's I, fair. And yeah. I also also like that. Like, could we talk about the on your left thing there? Yep. I noticed that old man Steve Rogers is way on the right side of that, of that bench. bench. Yeah, yeah that's and, funny. And Falcon comes in on his lap, and I'm just like, this is they're just su- it's such great fan service. Yeah, that to me is not unintentional. Yeah, not not at all unintentional. So there is like I. I still think there is a place for Steve Rogers in the MCU, and I would love to see Commander Commander Rogers or something to that extent. That would be amazing if they did something like that. But we'll we'll have to see. I, I, I'm a half mind about that because I told you guys that obviously Chris Evans, Steve Rogers is mm-hmm. my favorite, you know. But this is such a great ending for his character. Yeah. Well, well, ending or just a perfect way for these characters to take a back seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that is totally what I wanted to talk about because when when this was coming out, we were all hypothesizing of what was going to happen. My thing was that I thought it was going to end in alternate realities because mm-hmm. going forward into phase four, we can't have a world where Spider-Man's fighting all these big bad guys and, and Iron Man and Captain America don't show up. Yeah. But they have just they have ended everybody's arc from the original um, Avengers so well and differently because we got Tony's dead. Captain America's old. Mm-hmm. Hulk's arms fucked up. He can't come help. Clint has his family. He's not leaving them again, and he's gone all Ronin. Like, he's done with murdering. And Natasha's dead. Mm. Like, it, it mm-hmm. solves everything so that now we can have Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Yeah, it's all and wrapped up yeah. in a perfect bow. So the other person, uh, whether or not he's actually done, do you think Tony Stark could ever come back? Uh, there's lots of talk about him as an AI, right? Like mm-hmm. a Jarvis or whatever, but... I, I hope not, like, because it it would ruin this movie for me. I think Robert Downey's done. Well, it would lessen this movie anyway, because like these yeah. are these are great finales for but these. But wouldn't two that be a characters. Tony Stark thing to do? Tony Stark already had um, had enough to record. Like he mm-hmm. he recorded his own you know death message on the thing because he knew that something was going to happen. You don't think then he spent another couple of hours. You know, downloading his consciousness yeah. into something. He is that egotistical. He's that yeah. guy, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. That's so when um, Riri Williams was introduced in the comics as Ironheart, um, Tony Stark, like AI, the AI version of Tony Stark is essentially her Jarvis. Right, it's somebody that was it, that's guiding her, it's, mm-hmm. and it's essentially passing the torch. And I understand like the pressure to maybe do this to bring back these actors and these characters, but I hope they don't bow to that because this is such a nice ending. And and this is what and when Paul said it on the last podcast, like we're probably never going to see anything like this again, where the actors have become the characters. Mm-hmm. Like how like mm. it's it's incredible how this has happened over ten years, where Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark, Chris Evans is Captain America, and Chris Hemsworth is Thor, and it's yeah. just it's will we ever see that again? 
maybe, but I, that's that comes in the pressure to bring them back in later. Yeah. So, but you know, but in if, more of a backseat role, though. Okay. Right? But that, can these characters come back in backseat roles? Because like they're they're the headliner. It's a nod. It's a it's a it's a wink and a nod. A cameo. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. I listen to this podcast called Fantastic Geeks and Where to Find Them. Uh, it's done by a couple of YouTubers, Tessa Netting and Anna Brisbane. Anna Brisbane has a dog named Remus who got really famous on YouTube. Oh, the wiener dog. The wiener Yay. dog who, who only responds to Harry Potter spells, which is hilarious. <laughs> they had a podcast before Endgame. They incorrectly predicted a couple things, like Thanos would switch sides or that Tony would say, with great power comes great responsibility to Peter. They did, however, predict Thanos' death at the beginning of the movie. They predicted Smart Hulk, that Iron Man would die, and that Cap would stay back in time uh, with Peggy. But they also figured that um, Tony Stark would become the Jarvis-like voice inside the helmet of the Spider-Man suit for Homecoming, which I thought was an interesting angle. I don't want to see Spider-Man as Iron Man anymore. Can we just end that? Like Spider Man's like his in own nano thing. Suit. No, yeah. I, it's fine for the space and everything that's. No, he's happening. not gonna. Yeah, he's yeah. not no, gonna be. We well, and that suit got all it. fucked up, and there's right nobody to fix it now. Yeah. Oh right. So, yeah. yeah. And we see him in a black uh, sort of combat yeah. suit. I, I Peter Parker's a genius in his own right. stuff now. What did right? you say? I bet you Nick Fury's is gonna make. Oh sure, sure that makes sense. Because Peter Parker's a genius in his own right. He can make his own suit. Yeah. Yep. Not as cool looking as the Tony Stark one. Um, okay, other things that I had, um, potential timeline issues that probably won't be addressed. Yeah, I was thinking about that, uh, and I think we might have touched on it a little bit, either, if not in our podcast, maybe at Brown's. <laughs> um, but, uh, so people being snapped back into existence, you know, five years later. Yeah. The high school problem. The high school yeah. problem. That, so it's most prevalent definitely in um, in Midtown High, where Peter is going back to school, and Ned Ned probably got snapped. Right. Either that, or he was there for five years, and he's just a complete he's dumbass. Just yeah. He clearly got snapped, and yeah. Peter doesn't recognize anybody else at the school but what about Zendaya so I guess that, right. that so like solves everybody everybody in that that's in, in far from home group. Yeah. yeah they all got snapped and they would have had to because they're academic academic decathloners they would not have been held back five years yeah. no. um, so that oh, that's right. gonna be a thing there's also this like weird I was like listening to one of the podcasters and was like fuck like you know some of them could have moved on to like new spouses in yeah. that time oh definitely some people that that survived probably maybe killed themselves because of the, the, like the grief and depression definitely you know? that too yeah so Laura, I put it in my note here. Even worse, Laura Barton now has to live with Hawkeye's arm tattoo and stupid fucking haircut. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, but yeah, so I, it'll be interesting to see if any of this is going to be addressed in future movies. I feel like in Homecoming, they're going to address something about, you know, half the school being graduated and like I, they're going to say something about it. Yeah, but that might be the only nod. It we could get be. It. it could be. Also in Doctor Strange, like so the s- sequel to Doctor Strange, they're now living without in a, time a timeline stone. without uh, an Infinity Stone, without yeah. any Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm wondering what that's going to do. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, can I just talk about the only pro- problem with this movie? It's the only other one. than the Ant Man thing. Yeah, and even that doesn't really bother me that much because I didn't it. even notice it the second viewing. Okay, so the gauntlet, huge thing. Oh yeah, this is a kind of a problem. Okay. This is a problem. Brian right. will probably have an answer for us. Though. But why in the fuck? <laughs> 
do these stones like they they are destroying things like people like you had Peter Quill couldn't even hold on to that stone whatever the stone was and here now Tony Stark's able to put it into his nanotech yeah. and we spent movie countless movies making the gauntlet a huge thing and how it was you know uh, it was made forged the, from yeah. a fucking dying <laughs> star and like, all of a sudden man Tony Stark can just throw it into his nanotech and anybody can use it like I. I have a problem with that. Yeah. That's that's just it's it's not it's kind of lazy. Yeah. And it's my only problem with the movie. So that's you fair. would have wanted them to have another scene where they go to Nita Valir <laughs> oh, and created a gauntlet with well, least, Tyrion Lannister. At yeah. least maybe spend a little more time and explain how, how Tony Stark is able to create a gauntlet. Yeah. Be- well, he did. Yeah. They. I think they kind of tried to explain it away in as quick as time as possible in that machine where he was making the gauntlet yeah. and making the stones so that they would be in balance with the gauntlet, right? Like yeah. How? I don't remember. I just Nor remember I them. Gonna... I, well, because this was after, it's just after really, they all got back and they were mourning Natasha Romanoff. It's really, yeah. really convenient is Super all convenient. I'm saying. Yeah. And For sure. But then, again, movies and movies of telling us how important this gauntlet is. Like they put <laughs> Tyrion it was like in it, those, like, like those fists so again, that he couldn't but make another thing. one. Is like that's, that's sort of the only way that they could have explained it is, is actually go back to Nita Valir. And then made another one of these gauntlets. Yeah. Well, why not? That would have made it a three-hour <laughs> back 30 minutes. Or, or go back I would have really time. had to pee then. <laughs> or go back in time and get another gauntlet. Like, you know, yeah. like, go, like, You're make that. Back in time. Yeah. Yeah. But don't <laughs> just be able to make another. Is that what yeah, you're saying? It's just, yeah, it's that's a huge fair. part of the movie. And yeah. it's just, just kind of glossed over. I'll also so. say in that moment where Tony gets the, all the stones in his gauntlet, I didn't see what happened. I had no comprehension. And I had to turn to Brian or someone. And I was like, wait a minute. How did he, how did he just get all the stones? I don't understand i have a theory on this because because tony built the large one mm-hmm. this was a contingency that he was ready for oh yeah yeah, yeah. And so we I had a small one always just like for this. transfer yeah. and then just go boop, boop, boop. why not make two they're so easy to fucking make <laughs> and i think somebody explained that to me but like just that moment was so fast like i thought he'd actually taken the gauntlet off of thanos yeah. and i was like yeah. how the fuck did he do anyway no. I, Anyways, I love that, it. but that's we'll a really good go. point. Art. We'll let it go. We'll let it go. I'll definitely let it go. He didn't 100%. just 3D print it. He didn't just take a glove <laughs> and cut like holes in it. He definitely did. fixed it, as it's you see like in the trailer. It's a glove movie. that he just cut little holes into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that's really my only gripe with this movie. I fucking love that movie, There guys. were Okay, there was oh. another uh, gripe that some people had, which was the Captain Marvel female solidarity <laughs> scene. Oh, and yeah, I know. <laughs> I wanted to definitely get you to talk about this first, Kristen, because you <laughs> oh, did. Wait, 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 she's a girl. What I'm going to say. Yeah. No, it's because you had the biggest reaction out of all of us in this. It was so bad. It was so campy. Captain Marvel just exploded a whole fucking Chitauri warship by herself. She doesn't need help walking the gauntlet like a hundred meters. Yeah, but from like, like Mantis. But like all these like women show up and it's like this like da 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 and it's just so it's so campy. It is so bad and I hated it and it's like akin to all these things that we see in music like ooh this female fronted band this female fronted whatever it's like who cares like Why are I get you it, it out? You, you don't point it out like and I think yeah ugh. part of me uh, I read an article about it well that that article that Paul sent us right it is it, it was basically like Marvel patting themselves on the back for so being gross. so progressive but it was like well you took 
20 movies to fucking yeah. have. Like you might as well like have had, a, and I mean you kind of do, but you might as well have had all of Wakanda and all your native, um, oh, yeah. uh, your African American characters stand and Rallying like help each that. other. Like it, like that's how bad that moment was to me. I was just like, this is gross, and just, I just don't like it. Yeah. It seems super forced. And didn't to you me. say that? Um, sorry, that Wasp also shouldn't have been in that scene because she also well, should have been in the van again. It, yeah, it was. This is how forced it made it seem is like Wasp was off doing something else. She must have turned her head and saw all these women rallying. It's like, oh, I want to be in the the, yeah. the female hero pose. Girl party. If you want to be my lover. Oh, yeah. Help so me I, I also is like, that, <laughs> that definitely wasn't my favorite scene. Oh, and so the bad. way I, the only way that I would have ever took it, taken this, and I said this in our group chat, is uh, sort of metaphorically. Right, because it's if you look at it in a metaphorical sense, it's Captain Marvel staring down all these trolls that are <laughs> right. you know they're about to get in like her literal way. trolls. Yeah. Like yeah, well, and if you think about it in our sense, internet trolls, mm-hmm. like the internet trying to bring Captain Marvel down, and it's these characters, but which is why I was like also thought didn't have to be all these female characters no. that rallied around the rallied around her. She's a superhero. She's yeah. not she doesn't a need female that. superhero. No, exactly. She's a superhero. Yes, and yes. They good already point. Well did said. this in Infinity War. They already had this moment. Yes. And it was so much more natural because it made sense where everyone was. And it was kind of like, it wasn't like it was fine. It was subtle. It was, it was much better. And recap then they it, did it recap again. It. Recap, recap the Infinity War moment. Oh, it was when Scarlet Witch looked like she was fucked, and then uh, Okoye and um, and Natasha Black Widow, so. step in. Yeah, uh, step in. And, and then she's, it's she's fine because they're there. They're there. It makes sense. Yeah, they didn't all assemble oh, for the photo. God. <laughs> Women Avengers assemble. <laughs> so I'm a guy, obviously, and I'm not. I'm not really allowed to talk about this sort of thing. But well, I thought. What do you mean you're not allowed to talk about this? Thing? Well, no, I mean, you should. It's, That's it's the point. Female empowerment, that sort of stuff. No, you it wasn't. Get, you it get was into trouble. Female patting on the back by the roots. It was. It was patronizing. It was, it was what, very it, what it patronizing. I thought the two best female superhero moments in that movie last night that I saw a second ago. <laughs> See? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Rub it in, rub it uh, in. I thought it was Scarlet Witch ta- uh, you know, sacrificing herself. Like, that's a huge moment, she, of course. And there's a running joke that she always beats Hawkeye. Right, <laughs> and I, that's why I knew she was going oh, off the cliff. Scarlett oh, Johansson, talking, yeah, Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow always beats Hawkeye. Always, you right? She's Scarlet a better Witch. fighter. Yeah. Sorry, we got it. And the Scarlet Witch moment—that's the second yeah, one sorry. where she was about to destroy Thanos by herself. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. she had him. Like it was over, and that was a great move by Thanos to rain fire down on everybody. Mm-hmm. The, I thought those two moments were really yep. like, and of course Captain Marvel destroying ships and everything. Mm-hmm. But I thought those moments were the best. Yeah, you don't need superhero to. You moments. don't need to point it out like yeah. that. Exactly Exactly, yeah. was fine. You They're all just doing collect- superhero it, like, things. Put them in, like, here's my collection of women that uh, I have. Yeah. Come look at them. And anyways, with, and when I go back and look at that scene, and I, I look through it different eyes, I, it was still cool to see all the female superheroes, though. It, yes, it's all a little All the superheroes, campy. Art. All, all the, the superheroes. All the superheroes, <laughs> Art. Um, you did have a friend that had told you he felt like Captain Marvel felt shoehorned into the movie? Yeah, he was, he's obsessed with this idea that she did not have to be in this movie, that uh, Tony Stark should have found a way back home by himself through his genius. Yeah, I was kind of sad about that. And the Hulk should have had the moment at the end 
destroying the warship should have hulked out and that's the mm. only thing we didn't get out of P- professor hulk uh, a crazy a real moment smash of moment yeah hulk smash moment and yeah. he thought uh, that captain marvel those were the, her two big scenes they should have gone to the hulk and they should have gone to tony's genius so interesting yeah he was upset about that yeah i agree so i definitely agree I was a little bit sad that we didn't get a Hulk moment in the uh, in the final battle, um, though I did love when he was at uh, the Battle of New York. He sees his former self, and, <laughs> and then like Captain America is like, "Yeah, you got to feel free. You got to smash some things on your way." And he's like, "I think it's a little gratuitous, but okay." And he takes off his like, shirt. Yeah, and you're like, Rawr. he's watching something like girl. Um, so yeah, I agree with that, and I I do think that it, uh, I would have been so much more satisfied if Tony Stark, if that light that came on to Tony Stark was just really just him waking up and like the idea bulb. Yeah, like, sure. Fuck, why didn't we do this? And he gets himself out of that. I thought that would have been a little bit more satisfying. Um, I don't think because we knew how long they've been planning Captain Marvel, I don't think she was shoehorned into the movie. I think she was shoehorned out of the movie. Yeah. Ah, good. Yeah. Um, because of, of how long we knew that she was going to be in this. Um, and then, uh, like, if you're thinking about a person that is shoehorned into the movie, we were talking about this yesterday, Spider-Man, right? Yep. Spider-Man, they didn't really know that they were going to get Spider-Man until just before Civil War, and they shoehorned him in, but they shoehorned horned him in perfectly, right? Sorry, I just looked at the the clock, and I was like, shit, we haven't started talking Game of Thrones. We no, haven't even gone into Game of Thrones. I, I first, quickly, though, I want to go to our mailbag, because we got I, I, possibly our second email to geekoutatthezone.fm. Thank you very much to Johnny. Johnny, it looks like. <laughs> the subject line, Assemble. And Johnny says, hi, all. First time listener, long time emailer. No, I don't know I'm saying. Whoa, how do you know yeah, that Johnny's got that this Johnny really is weird. British? Uh, if you had to decide which character from the MCU each member of the podcast would be, who would you choose? But you can't decide for yourself. Good luck and may the force be, er, uh, dang, Avengers assemble. So thank you, Johnny, for that, uh, that email. Well, when you put it like that, it's Kirsten's husband. Oh, fine, fine. <laughs> I didn't tell him to uh, write this question in, though, by the way. He legitimately is a listener of the podcast and came up with this question. And, and it is a good question. was really curious about what we would all be. So I think quickly we should, we should name each member of the podcast, and then we should each say who we think from the MCU that, that person would be. Okay, let's start with Kirsten. We'll start with Kirsten. So you can't name yourself. So no, you can. no, okay. Come up with a character, uh, Bud. What do you think? I would love for Kirsten for me to think of Kirsten as Korg, but I just just because she loves <laughs> just because she Bud, loves piss right? off yeah. ghosts, and she originally said he said fuck off. Right. Ghost. <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. I honestly I see Kirsten as Doctor Strange um, because Doctor Strange sees all the angles, all the oh. all the eventualities, and you come in here with such good prep that that's that's sort of how I see you. And I have a terrible American accent. <laughs> there is that too. I see Kirsten as Rocket Raccoon. Ooh. <laughs> um, well, because it's, it's funny because it's like you you provide you provide a lot of insight in the, into the pod. You also are very fucking useful outside of the pod <laughs> uh, to to the zone and to to the zone family. And I do like to steal uh, things. Well, <laughs> and like you have you're very quippy when and at the <laughs> perfect moments, and it makes me laugh all the time. Nice. So, yeah. Oh, thank you. Nice. I like the Doctor Strange one a lot. There. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. I, I would never have thought myself as either of those. Thank you. I'm pleased to be both of those characters. Nice. Uh, let's talk about what. Uh, oh, art is so hard. Yeah. Were you pointing at art? Yeah. Yeah. Art, I think we should try and. Fi- 
peg art next. I wanted to MC message character. all of you guys individually. It was like, don't pick Captain America. This is going to piss art the fuck off. <laughs> I, no, I, okay, art, okay. You are not Captain America. So, I'm sorry to break it to you right now. I know, but you know, I don't want to <laughs> be my I feel hero. Like are you be, kidding me? I, you don't, I can't be, step in those shoes. Hero. You could be Captain America's best friend. Winter Soldier, Bucky that, Barnes. That is kind of who I had you down as, is really? Bucky Barnes. Yeah, nice yeah. tortured soul, or like a or like a falcon. So maybe? I took uh, an Avengers quiz on which Avenger. Oh God! I now am. they have your Facebook I was info say, and everything. My, con- my, go. my condolences to your personal information. But can, anyways, I, yes. can I say the Avenger that I? Yeah, of course. Black Widow. I could. See, I actually was. That's what that. when I was arguing with Bud about this, I could see you being a Black Widow as well. Oh. I I had. A combination of Bruce Banner, not the Hulk, Bruce Banner. Oh, wow, um, smart. Yeah, smart. And like, it's funny because some of the things you say are dorky, kind of like Bruce. <laughs> 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 and then also, also Drax the Destroyer. Oh yeah, nice. because it's, Drax. again, it's like it's part of the dorkiness, but like and like the taking things. The when like, things go over your head, yeah, it, but, you catch them. <laughs> I didn't even think. <laughs> Curse, thank you for saying it. I didn't even think about. <laughs> that's why you're Rocket. But yeah, no, I, I think both of those. Brian? Oh, let's talk about Paul. Like, Paul? Paul's right oh, yeah, in the middle Paul. here in, our, in the missing spot. Okay, I, feel <laughs> like I know exactly who Paul is. Fat Thor? No, <laughs> <laughs> no not, not because of his weight or anything. I feel like the, a couple of things. I feel like maybe the Hulk, but Hulk because of how angry he can get in this podcast. What a great yeah. call. Right? What a great way to put it. But then I, I feel like my other one, maybe somebody has it. So he, okay, he wants no. to be Tony Stark. He's no, not. He's no. called himself. Not well, a chance. No, not no. A chance. I was, no. Like, no. no, he's yeah. not. I was going to go uh, Star-Lord. That was my other one. Yep. Yeah. Star-Lord. Yep. Oh, yeah. my God. Yes. You're Quill. That's good. Yeah, Paul that's good. Star-Lord. Yeah. He is. Because he's got the, like, he, there's this part of him that really wants to you know, alpha out like yeah. and be like yeah. so cool. Thinks he's awesome, and yeah. he, he is exactly <laughs> no, awesome. Peter Quill when Thor is around. He is yeah. that Peter. Oh, or <laughs> that's a great way to put it. <laughs> so he feels like like if he feels like he'd be Star Lord, he'd feel like he's the Star Lord in the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> but he's the Star Lord <laughs> that's dancing around that war machine is looking at. So he's an idiot. Yeah, we love you, Paul. We love you. Paul. He's totally Honestly, Lord. I had chosen Rocket Raccoon for Paul just because he's loud he's and quippy. loud and yeah. opinionated, and but but has some smarts as well. I like that. <laughs> okay, time for Brian. Ooh, I said boy. Brian is Captain America. Yeah, me too. What? Nice. Me too. You're the leader, man. See, you're, I swear a lot. Smart. Though. Yeah, but so <laughs> you're language. future Captain America. You're yeah. not like you're not you're not. I could do this all day, Captain America. You're cooler Captain America. Wow. And you're loyal. Like, you're loyal to your brand. Yeah. You know Beautiful. you know what yeah. you are. And you're really smart and you're really organized and yeah, I, I feel like you were Captain America. So you're both in agreement, Art and Kirsten, yeah. about this? Okay, see, yeah. I, I went a different way. I get this. I totally get this. But I see you as Jarvis. You Whoa, are. Oh yeah! Oh, you are our Encyclopedia Britannica, yes. as Kirsten so eloquently put oh, it last week. Wow. I, I, yeah, Jarvis or Captain America for that's good. sure. That's good. It's funny because like I had Bud as Captain America. Oh, okay. Bud was really hard to put. I got. Pick. I know exactly what really? Bud is. And when Johnny and I were talking about this, I was like, Bud is really hard. He's like so energetic and so fun, mm-hmm. and like has like cute little quips and mm-hmm. things. And I'm talking about it. I'm like, he's fucking Spider Man. Ah. He's Spider- <laughs> Oh, 
that too. Yeah, Peter Spider-Man. He's Peter Parker. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. I You're like nerdy. that. That's like good. Peter Parker, Parker is nerdy, but like funny and very energetic oh, and like like has so many ideas going miles a minute you are Peter Parker and that's fair enough enough. which is funny too because I thought you guys were going to say I'm Ned Leeds (laughs) (laughs) I was going to actually say Bud was Vision that's what I was going to say because he's just like the wisdom the wisdom there yeah Yeah. that's where I was kind of coming yeah that's That's just because I'm the oldest one of all of us you can wield the hammer too you got it all buddy yeah Um, that's a good good question I think that's a really good way to wrap up Endgame Um, I guess we could can we stay a little longer and because like Paul is usually the one that has to leave about this time because he's got to do the afternoon show he's already left <laughs> um, do we have time to talk Game of Thrones hello everyone this is a spoiler alert thank you yeah we got yeah uh, I think we almost have to man yeah, that, oh my god how can we not should we then uh, as we did for me with Avengers Endgame when I wasn't there should we start with Paul's raw thoughts recorded uh, on location from wherever he is on this grand plan. Yeah, let's do it. Hi, what's up team? I'm, I hope this uh, audio is pretty good. I'm <laughs> recording it in the pool and the hotel that I'm staying in what? in Seattle. Uh, it's just the most uh, private place I could uh, come and yell about Game of Thrones. Oh, Paul. Not your room? Hopefully it's not too echoey right? and you can't hear it's the so um, light Funko pop music that's playing. This is going great. Thanks for having me to uh, chime in about this episode of Game of Thrones. Um, okay, first, what I can say about this um, giant battle of Winterfell is, like, obviously while I was watching it, you know, I felt all the feelings that I was supposed to be feeling that the producers of it, like, you know, explicitly put in there. You know, like they reached through my TV and tapped into my brain and were like, feel this exact emotion, which was obviously, you know... Uh, tension and concern and, you know, from the previous episode, really believing that so many of these characters were going to die and um, and and just how black and dark it was, like it's been mentioned a lot, but yeah, that I guess accomplished what it was supposed to, this like confusion and the cacophony and uh, madness of war, I totally get that but I kind of um, I think I saw a post that Kirsten did, um, you know, it was like it was that Sunday, maybe on his own Facebook page, something to the effect of how it was going to beat the record for the longest straight battle time um, on screen, beating Lord of the Rings. And I was like, oh, yeah, but Lord of the Rings and the Battle of Helm's Deep does it in such a better way. If that one clocks in at 40 minutes... That maybe should be the limit. That's a mu- about a, as much battle scene as any one person can take at a time. Um, the lighting conditions in the Battle of Helm's Deep, I got that it was dark. You know, I got that this battle happened at night, but I also knew what the fuck was going on at all times. Um, I had spatial awareness of, like, where the Urukai were coming and attacking versus where our heroes were on the wall. Um, you know, or once they broke through and all that, like who, where, who was where, and I didn't have any of that in the Battle of Winterfell, so I don't know why that failed, but it kind of did, um, unfortunately. Like I don't think that'll be enjoyable to watch again. It just went on for way too long, was way too dark. I mean, I'm not totally negative about it. Obviously, there were some neat things, um, seeing the uh, 
Dothraki charge in, you know, with their swords all on fire and watching them all be extinguished and kind of that setting the tone for the hopelessness of it all. Um, the dragon battle scenes were super sweet. You know, they were. It was like... It was awesome to see the battle, the dragons fighting each other. We thought we were going to get that, and we did. It wasn't the easiest to watch because of the clouds and the everything else, but that was cool. Um, having the dragons fly up over the clouds was neat. There's a bunch of neat stuff. I'll say that. You know, they they did take um, lessons even from the Battle of Helm's Deep in that, like, you got to slow it down. You got to stop it and have some quiet moments in between, which they did, you know, like Arya in the library and everything. Um, but it was a lot. It was just too much of everything. It was like, okay, we're going to have a biggest, longest battle sequence of all time, medieval battle, plus we're going to also have zombies, plus dragons. It was just like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't this episode was big for what it was. I get that, but I don't know if we're going to look back on it so fondly if they, you know, accomplished it in a technical way that is going to be good. Um, thank you for letting me have this. <laughs> I don't know what felt longer, the battle or that. Oh, that was... My favorite part, though, was just like trying to imagine where Paul was yes. and thinking of him like Star Lord. Like I imagined that he was like actually sitting in like a steam room with a towel around him <laughs> on Morag. <laughs> oh man! God, thanks, Paulie. Thanks. That was we love you and miss you. Thanks, Paul. Um, okay, so yeah. <laughs> let's jump right into this. Yeah. Um, well, well, let's go with what what he said because I didn't really want to complain because of what you shared and that like it took fifty five days to film and all yeah. this time to edit and stuff like that. But it did bug me. The it was darkness dark. bugged me. It, and oh. we, we, I will take a page out of art, but art's book. We rewatched it last night, and um, it, it was dark. And I turned the brightness, and I did so. The cinematographer of this episode has now come out oh. against all of these people that are like, it's too dark, it's too dark. And he's just saying, fuck you, you just don't know how to calibrate your TV. But are you I'm kidding sorry, me? cinematographer, no. we, we should not have to calibrate our televisions nope. to watch one of the biggest television programs in the in the history of TV That's right now. That's like when Apple was saying that we weren't holding our phones right 100%. for reception. Exactly. And then they and then and they went back and they were like, answer. "Oh no, actually, it's 100% that." Yeah, and you really know, of call. course, yeah, maybe it looked great for you in your like HDR living like under the ground place wherever you edited this episode, but you can't blame the, the all the end users and like we're all very techie people in this room my fucking tv is calibrated properly thank mm -hmm. you very much and it was dark well i had to recalibrate my tv after watching game too. of thrones because then my wife was like why is it so bright and yeah. your tv yeah. is one of the brightest i've ever yeah. seen yeah, yeah. yeah. and you could Incredible. not see Incredible. a thing no um so uh, agreed i didn't want to complain about it but no i know and it just it it's it was. It's too bad because Paul hit the nail on the head when he was like, "Helm's Deep felt like, damn, this is night. This is happening yeah. at dark. It's happening in the rain, mm -hmm. but you could see a lot." And granted, they have a movie budget. They're New Line Cinema, and this is well, an I feel HBO like didn't, television didn't show. Didn't we have a but, movie budget for this episode? But that's too? what. Yeah, and that's what we. Everything that's been leading up to this is like this was filmed almost the exact same way you would film a movie, but mm -hmm. this is all battle. So that was the you know the disappoint, uh, disappointing part for me. It was too dark, and I found it sometimes it was too fast. 
like some of the action scenes, they are doing these quick pans, which I find... Oh, it's a Michael Bay movie. Great. Which is what I find DC does in their films, is they are doing too many quick pans because then they can make the CGI like the shitty CGI will pass because yep. they're moving so fast. So when all the the whites come in and just like overwhelm like zombie like Z what's that Z Nation movie? Uh, World, yeah, World, World War Z. Z. When they yeah. do that, it's just it's so fast and so chaotic and so dark that I was like, who's that? Who's that? What's going on? I don't understand. It was, and yeah. I get that. Like artistically, it's just like that's kind of how I guess you would feel in a battle that chaotic, but. If you're try, trying to translate it to screen, it mm-hmm. just didn't really translate. A lot of those scenes didn't translate for me. No. I just want to talk about the episode as a whole. Uh, get rid of the technical side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's get. Let's stop talking about that for a second. And mm-hmm. okay, well, so can I ask you a question then? Sure. Death predictions. We did some last week. Did I? I forgot what yours were. Did you get? Uh, I said right? Theon, mm-hmm. which I, uh, I the only yeah. one I got right, and I also said that uh, Brienne. No. And I, there was another one I can't remember. Were you yeah. guys surprised at the amount of like main like um, major characters that were still alive? Yes, yes. very yes. surprised. How the fuck yeah. did Sam survive? Right, Sam yes. was Sam Hugely. was overwhelmed by those whites uh, like seven times. Sam was and, frustrated. And hey, watch. everybody in Winterfell, let me give you a hot tip: don't ever save Samwell Tarly because mm. you're going to be fucking stabbed in the back. Yeah, yeah. twice. Yeah. Um, Okay, so if we're not obviously, we don't really have time to go through the list of everybody. But you know, also, how do you guys remember who you printed? Like, I wrote that down on a sheet of paper like four weeks. Ago. I, 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 I didn't. Oh no, no, no! Oh, this is that. we we talked about this in the last pod. Oh, I wasn't there. In terms of okay, sorry. Never mind. Oh yeah, you weren't there. So sorry, <laughs> that's why you don't remember. No, no, no! You were you were there on the Thursday. Yeah. Oh, for the first part. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah not the post end game one. Okay, I just um, have a bad memory. Never mind. Anyway, uh, so what do you think? Like each kind of battle or I guess a, a major battle of Winterfell survivor would mean to the coming conflict now with Cersei like what does their um, their survival survival mean like like Jamie some people thought Jamie was going to die mm-hmm. is he going to be the one that goes on to kill Cersei well I think it's really cool that like all of these people have survived because George R. R. Martin has always said that to him the most interesting thing isn't the battle but what happens what happens after, after the battle yeah. and so now we've had like Jamie siding with this side and fighting for, for us to because he wants the whites not to take over the world and now that's done like it is it like is that Jamie going to go back and switch the, sides yeah. you know like is he going to try to go back i think uh, i saw a lot of people complaining about you know, uh, we didn't get, oh, this battle, it ended so quickly, like you've been making the Night King up forever and he, she's just dead? What the fuck? Now it's just a battle between a pirate and a pregnant lady? But no, there's so <laughs> much nuance. There's lot, yeah, there's oh, a yeah. lot more now. Yeah, we're, we're all really bloodthirsty going into this episode. We're like, man, everyone's going to die sort of thing. And they didn't kill off a lot of characters, but in the end, that's better for the storytelling. Absolutely. Yep. Well, because now you have, like, so if Sam did die, which he probably should have, yep. but if he if he didn't uh, now that he didn't die, he still has this motivation where he's he's in John's corner. He's faithful mm-hmm. to John taking the Iron Throne because he knows that John has more claim. So he's probably going to be goading that on throughout yeah. the next couple of episodes, right? Yeah, better an administrative assistant sort of role for Sam rather than front lines. Yeah, ex- exactly. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm wondering, like, what's what's Tyrion going to do now that yep. he survived this? Because he's had that, even had that moment with Sansa, Ooh. right? We got to give shout out to uh, former Zone 
family member, Jeremy Baker. He's got his own podcast about Game of Thrones. Uh, and in his podcast, he, he was should, actually he talking shut about it out. Mayor Bear and the Maiden Jer. It's a great podcast. Yeah, it's a great podcast done with uh, Jeremy and, uh, Meredith. and Meredith. Jeremy's from Fox and Meredith is from uh, The Edge. Um, they were talking about and Jeremy was, it was the one that kind of pinpointed on this. I ended up, it made me actually go back and watch this scene, was whether or not Tyrion took off his hand uh, of, oh. the, of the, oh. the Queen badge. And it looked like it, again, fucking dark. So yeah. I had to watch it a couple of times and actually even turn on the brightness. It looked like he didn't, mm-hmm. but it would have, like, obviously that would have been a significant mm-hmm. um, well, and that, thing. Well, and that scene was weird, though, because the, the way it was shot was also very awkward because did Tyrion take off to take the walker, the whites, away from Sansa. Is that what happened in that scene? Because they share that moment, and then it's like Tyrion gets up maybe to run away, but then they cut to another shot of, like, I think it's actually a child running through the 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 crypts. It's a very confusing. Did you well, see Well, he this? looked like he went in front of Varys and everybody else that was kind of hiding. So it looked like they were trying to plan something, whether it's to protect all the other people there. That's the way I to, saw it. To try to escape themselves. Yeah. It was, it, it, she it was had fun. the only yes, useful weapon. Yeah, uh, Tyrion, yeah. and so that's what I thought uh, I saw is actually T- Tyrion also had a dragon glass dagger and he pulled oh. that out after Sansa pulled hers out because... And so, and then he kissed her hand. So it was like, well, we're the only ones with dragon glass daggers. Yeah. We got to do this. I, right? I, it's such a missed opportunity. Like Sansa's character has grown so much, and her getting that dagger from Arya, that line sticking with the pointy end. Like she could have done something in the, in those crypts so much sooner. Uh, right? But but no, nobody stabbed anybody down there. They just ran around until the I found f- that very frustrating. Yeah. It's true. Like, we have no idea what happened down there yeah. in the crypts, like, or I how wish, many people were in the crypts. I wish there had been a moment where. Sansa Sansa had stuck somebody with the pointy end of that and just she had a moment that yes mm-hmm. I can do this. Well, especially now cuz coming out of this, yeah. one of the big one of the big things coming out of this is the fact that she's now got a stronger army than yep. Daenerys. Mm-hmm. The Daenerys's army, the Unsullied, the Dothraki, they took they took the majority of the damage. Also, yeah. who the fuck was commanding this battle? Like, have oh, you never the like worst. what the fucking the worst, worst commander eh? ever? Yeah. Awful, awful. They like, had the scene in the episode before it with like the chessboard sort of and showing how oh they were going God. to do this, but obviously nobody no. put any thought into that hey, whatsoever. Remember how we spent eight seasons going and getting the Dothraki yeah. to come across the fucking Doth- sea? Dothraki, you first. Yeah, yeah single file, file, guys. And yeah. here's Daenerys talking all this stuff about how she's their leader and they'll follow her. And no, no, we're just going to send them into and battle then first. Unsullied, and like, uh, run them also over. eight, seven seasons of the Unsullied. Oh, you're just all gone. Okay, cool. Bye. Like, you, you, it's a fucking medieval battle. You should be fortified behind. The wall. Yes, yes, like, yes. Why are you just standing there's, out there? And I know so that Winterfell is small, right? Like, yeah. so that I know it's small, and they can't fit all the armies in there. And like Johnny's complaint was like the trebuchet. The trebuchet. They like they used it once. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like no what? The, what the fuck were the dragons? Why did they have to go up there and like watch with the dragons? Like, well, everyone died. And this where is, is Ghost? And this is the most <laughs> useless, wow. useless Jon Snow was in any 
episode battle ever. Yes, sir. like what was he doing? Yes, sir. Like the ep- the scene before the episode before, he can barely ride a dragon, <laughs> and here he is spending the entire battle on a dragon, struggling, yeah. struggling. Yeah. <laughs> and they missed an opportunity. I wanted so so badly in the battle for him to jump off of his dragon and onto onto the Nysarian and yeah, fight. Yeah. Yeah. that's what. I, like, how could we not have that yeah. scene? That we was just fell off scene. instead. It was the opposite. Yeah, no, no, no. If you play oh. that scene in reverse, you'll get what you want. Oh. <laughs> so with that, there's a couple things that could happen here, right? Because like, one, Danny lost Jora, so I guess Jora was probably the the most significant death of this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, who and he's a guy that's been with her since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would assume that she's a bit more motivated now to, to capture that throne. Hugely. But she doesn't have much of an army. She's no. going to have to kind of grovel the sense and be like, please come with me. Mm-hmm. She you know, still like, has two dragons. I would be happy mm-hmm. for Danny to have to eat some crow. Oh, is, is, that, is that the phrase? Yeah. Probably inappropriate in this particular moment. But I, I would... For for Danny to have to eat her hat a little bit with Sansa, I think, wouldn't be a bad thing. It'll be interesting, though, because... Is she going to go over there and and kind of be like that with Sansa, or be like, I fucking it. saved you guys? Right. My army took a huge, a huge amount of damage because give me yours. Of you. Yeah, give yeah. me yours. Yeah. So there's a couple of different ways that that could go. But it's yeah. also like, does John now embrace his Targaryen? You know, yeah, exactly. lineage. That's like what thing. what line is he in? See, on? he was one of my death predictions. I thought he wasn't going to make it past episode three because he was going to further propel Danny's arc to being like, oh, I've been kind of a shitbag the last couple of days. Also, a huge problem with this episode, the Red Witch. They have no explanation of why or how she got there. Yeah. I... And she played such a huge role in it, mm-hmm. saving Arya, the great moment with Arya. And like, there are a lot of good moments in this episode. Uh, the Jar of Death is great. You know, the the lightning sword guy. What's that guy's name? Dondarrion? What's his uh, name? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like his, what a, what a great guy. That death. was a great, and I yeah. loved that they also gave him the moment so that he made it through the door so he could have that extra moment of, yes. okay, he's dying. And not just like, you know, holding the door. And yeah, exactly. The and Arya like, being great. an MVP. There's lots of really good moments in this episode, but there's just Leanna so Mormont. many. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, but there's still so many logic problems with that episode. It was just so, so bad. Like you have all yeah. these commanders and, and it was just like, I have never commanded a medieval army, but like, no? hey, okay. in grade six, we learned about a lot of things about why the keeps are built the way they are. Like I could have fucking commanded that army better. <laughs> so what? in... <laughs> with all these, like, so the problems and then the highlights of the episode, where do you kind of sit on the scale with this episode? It's definitely not one of the best. It's it's hard, and I feel bad because of all the hype they gave it, because of that thing last year about the 55 nights and the filming. And and it is hard when something has so much hype mm-hmm. to live up to that hype. That's yeah. why Endgame's so good. But yeah, I was you know, End, like, End, yeah. Endgame did, and this episode... It just, it logically did not, unfortunately, live up to the hype. Mm-hmm. I, my, my progression was like, cry, yell, cry, <laughs> cry, yell, yell, cry, shake fist, cheer, fall down. Mm-hmm. Um, it was such, a, such an intense episode and so much squinting and so much looking at the screen differently. But that ending, that payoff with Arya was so great. Mm-hmm. That, no, it doesn't quite forgive the rest of the episode, but it was pretty close. It was pretty it was great. It was yeah. Let's maybe we should talk about. Um, why don't we go straight to the whole prophet? Like, is does this make Arya Azor High? 
I don't think so. So it, it, it could fit because, of course, there's the whole thing that the translation, there's a, it's a non-gendered word, yeah. so it could be princess. The, yeah, the princess that was promised to bring uh, will bring the dawn. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't think that this fulfills the prophecy. I still think that John is Azora High. Because oh. uh, this this episode, if it made me do anything, it actually made me go back in terms of like, just like there's all the things that I remembered that I felt very like payoff and callbacky about the episode. Mm-hmm. And then there's all the things that I also forgot about where it's just like, you know, she um, just her whole journey. If you look at Arya's arc, it's sort of speaks to a lot of this prophecy mm-hmm. you know she sacrificed her adolescence to become this fierce warrior training mm-hmm. under uh, uh, Cereal Pharrell who's mm-hmm. the first sort of bravos uh, learning to fight from like fight dirty from the hound mm-hmm. uh, Jock and Hagar you know becoming a faceless warrior with her um, and then the whole like the whole thing about like you know all of her training has led her to become this kind of ninja-esque Warrior, where the Night King didn't even hear her coming. Oh, love so that! I like the little wind. Yeah, the, the, the wisp well, of hair that, the yeah. commander. That was and then incredible. You, if you compare that with John, who's running through the snow, so the Night King can hear him coming from. He couldn't. He couldn't even get close to the Night King. The only one that could was Arya. I st- so I still don't think that she fulfills the prophecy. And so the first part of the prophecy is that Azor Ahai is going to be reborn from smoke, salt, and burning a burning star. So one of the theories that I read was that Bran, when he's like warging in or doing whatever the fuck he was doing, is that not much, we, really. like he's just sitting there because no one was there to wheel him away. Uh, he had to go. The episode that didn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. Halfway through, he's like, I have to go now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll return and to peed. give you a oh great God, line, Theon. And then we hear the peeing noise. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, one of the theories I, I read was that perhaps he's going back in time and finding that, yes, Arya was born under smoke, salt, and a burning star or something. We're going to find mm. that out. Let me just be Paul for a second. Hack! Yeah, but I don't I don't think that's what it's going to be. The, the other part of that prophecy that we haven't seen Arya complete is that the warrior will draw a burning sword from the fire. She's never fucking done that. But, so Lightbringer is the prophesized sword of Azora's eye. The red sword of heroes. And and we don't know where it is. We have no idea where Lightbringer is. Um, but my theory when I was trying to, sh- to ham-hawk it into it being Arya was her dagger doesn't have a name. It's a Valerian steel dagger. The cat's paw dagger. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's part of... Like, that but could did be part she of give that dagger to Sansa? What's that? Did she, no, 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 no. That so, was, she, so gave, the, she gave the um, dragon glass. So that could make sense in that theory then that really that that dagger is Lightbringer or like a mm. broken part ah. of Lightbringer. And because it, it, it's funny because that dagger was given to her by Bran mm-hmm. at the exact place that she killed the Night King. That's true. Jeez, yeah. you're Whoa. right. Oh my god. Yeah. Like okay. Oh wow. It was, and Bran didn't. He was looking at the dagger, and he didn't really know why. But he's like, I feel like you should have this. Oh, for the love of that's Pete, true. that's incredible. Okay, but let me tell you why the, my theory why I think John is still Azor High. So we're talking about what's going on with all the people who where your allegiances lie. Art, goodbye. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Do you have to go and do work? Art, sure. Oh, that's Art Aronson on all social. You can find him also between the stammers. Listen thank you, that. sir. Wherever you found this This fine has been podcast. a lot of fun, guys. Keep keep at it. Yeah, yeah dude. Thank like you for joining us. Thanks, man. Art. Bye. Okay, so, um, so what I think is going to happen is 
John, like Danny's army is gone. And I think that they're going to want that the North is going to throw all their support behind John is what's going to happen. And sure. John is going to have the army and Danny's going to be pissed off. They're going to go down to take Cersei. Some shit's going to happen. Um, and I think that Danny might be charged with treason or something oh, eventually like because everyone's going to throw their their everything behind John and they'll look at her actions yeah. and they will look at her actions um and she's going to she's going to be tried for treason okay now hear me hear me out here the ancestral sword of the Starks was ice right and ice right now is Jamie and Brienne's sword is they kind of have parts of ice so if Jamie and Brienne maybe give their swords back or maybe they die and they reforge ice no okay well okay. and then um, of course um, John has learned from his dad Ned Stark or whatever that uh, if somebody's sacrificed to, to die you do it yourself you chop off their own head you don't make yeah. anybody else do yeah. it yeah. so he's gonna go and he's gonna have to like kill Danny but he's going to realize, I don't want to kill her. I, I still love her, even though she has to die. And the whole thing with Azor Ahai is the prophecy originally is that he had to sacrifice the one he loved. Yeah, he, he's, he plunged the sword into his wife's heart. heart. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's how it, was, how it created. So instead of cutting her heroes. head off, he's going to stab Danny in the of a gun. heart with ice. And the whole thing is called what? Song of Ice and Fire. And what is Danny? Ice. No, no, or no sorry, fire, fire, fire. So she's going to oh put the sword God. ice into her heart, and when it comes out the other side, it's going to be on fire, and then he is going to fulfill the prophecy of, of the warrior who will draw a burning sword from the fire. Man. And then uh, Danny's going to die. Yeah. And the long summer will end. Yeah. And the Night Queen will rise. What? Oh. Right? So I. this is why I think that Arya is not... That's the prophecy. dark. That is, <laughs> but amazing and perfect. And thank you, Nerdbook, for keeping all those cool <laughs> Thanks, notes. Nerdbook. Dang, Kirsten. But that 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 is why I think that because Arya kind of fits in, but like everybody's theories for years about who was going to be the prince or princess who was promised, mm-hmm. n- nobody had Arya on the radar, and I just don't think that she fits. Wow. I don't think we're done. I think these people that are angry about huh. how quickly the Night King died. We still got three up. We still got forty five percent left. Thanks, Brian, for doing the math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and right. and a show like this could have its very last scene with the rising w- of the night w- queen. of the night queen, and right? then that's all you oh, see. Mm-hmm. Wow, that would be crazy. <sighs> oh my god! Is there any other things Game of Thrones that we wanted to touch on before we close? You know, I gotta say, this was a great weekend f- to be a Stark. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes, it was fair. Yep. Fair point. Oh. Um, you're, we should you're doing give, battle, yeah. Be on a Stark's team. We should mm-hmm. give the quickest standing ovation to Leanna Mormont and the actor who plays her. My God. Oh, she's yeah. so good. Bella Ramsey. So she was only supposed to be there for one episode. Yeah. One episode, but that episode, she fucking killed it. And they, they asked for her to come back. Oh, and uh, yeah, and I'm glad a- that that happened because she had such a, like, obviously that's such a sad way to go, but also, holy shit, what a badass way to go. She took yeah. down a fucking ice the giant smallest demon person, zombie. The yeah. smallest person in the battle took out one of the biggest foes mm-hmm. yeah. with majesty. Um, after just episodes and episodes of badassery, she's 
yeah, her memory will live on as a, 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 a just a fantastic contribution to this. That kid's got a future. Huge. Oh, she's Huge. amazing, yeah. and I loved her acting, like, so good. Like, lots of kids will overact or, or whatever. No, she's so, I love her. Yeah, yeah. it was perfect. I was no, very That's the only thing I going. wanted to make sure we didn't miss, because holy smokes, yeah, that was an amazing contribution. Well, this has been a long pod. We didn't even do this in two parts. <laughs> no, I know. Let's, uh, let's, let's wrap and up. Paul isn't everything. even here. We can't even blame it right? on him. No kidding. Right. We had a lot. There was a lot of thoughts to talk about. <laughs> Kirsten James, where can we find you on I'm the internet? I'm Kirsten James, and I'm on the internet, and happy May the 4th weekend. We, uh, Brian already did uh, Arts Extra, which is great. Um, Popsino, what else did he say? Oh, yeah, uh, PJ Party Podcast. Uh, afternoon zone with Jenny West. Non-smoking seminar. Non-smoking at seminar at the Sandman Hotel. Yeah, yeah. Brian. Uh, DJ Boitano on Facebook. Uh, Boitano nine one three on Twitter and Instagram. Ooh, I just want to shout out if you didn't see on our Facebook, Brian made an amazing mixtape for like Endgame. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and he did share it on uh, the Zones Geek Out podcast Facebook. Uh, if you want, go back and have a listen to it. It is so 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 good and lots of deep cuts. Yeah. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And then now is like after hearing some of the, the songs that they chose for Endgame, I was like, oh, man, I got to do another one of these. We've been talking a lot. No no hello from the other members of the Zone podcast fam. Come back next week for that. Just go to the zone.fm slash podcast where we, we like our other podcast friends. I'm Webmeister Button on all socials. Thank you for sticking around because this has been a big one. Uh, this has been the Geek Out Podcast. Love you all. Bye. The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.